Hello again everyone, it's me Davey A and this is I Give That 10 Minutes now. It's been a while hasn't it, we haven't chatted for quite some time. I've been on holiday, away from the podcast for a little while, just getting myself back to myself really. A lot of things have been going on, it's been school holidays so my kids have been off. Uh, we've been doing things like holidaying, going to visit places, spending time with each other, working as ever. And yeah, just trying to catch up on a bit of family time. It's always important to take a break from things to, I guess, reassess things. But it's made me reflect on how much I love the podcast and how much I want to keep doing it. So yes, I'm back. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me. And as I said, yeah, this is I Give That 10 Minutes, my lighthearted approach to movies, TV shows and more. And I'm really glad to be back because, as I say, it's been a, it's been a while. And I really wanted to get back into it, but admittedly, it's been difficult for me. I don't know what it is. I've just found it a bit difficult to chat without having a guest, but I'm excited and really keen to get into my return episodes because it's about a movie that I guess I'm a bit late to the party, as it were, to discuss. I recently watched the latest Indiana Jones movie, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Now, this is a movie that admittedly I was hesitant to see, but back in July, I guested on my good friend Frank Mendoza's podcast, Silver Screeners, with my you know, fellow guest, he's been on many a time, Stephen J. Holleran. And we discussed some of the earlier Indiana Jones movies and the build-up to the release of Dial of Destiny. And that's kind of the memories that are instilled in us and the fondness we have of the original trilogy and what we hoped for this movie. Frank's a, a seasoned pro at this. He, as I say, he's um, very kindly asked me to come on his podcast, Silver Screeners, where he's a, an avid movie fan. And tells us a lot of inf- informative facts and tells us a lot of things about films. He and I have joined forces now. We are also hosting a podcast called Movies Across the Pod, where we pitch films that we've never seen before and rate and review them and throw some bits of trivia along the way. So if you haven't listened to us yet on that podcast, please give it a go. Movies Across the Pod, it's available on most outlets. Time for some pleasantries. Thank you very much for coming back and listening to me. Before we get into the whole episode, I really do appreciate the fact that you're pressing play, you're following, you're getting in touch. It really does help me to continue to do this and it makes it more fun. So thank you for listening in advance and thank you for joining me. But let's get back on topic. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Now, I say it's a movie I was hesitant to watch, but I needed to see it. Being a fan of Indiana Jones and the franchise, I wanted to see where they could take this character, especially that it's been quite a long time since we've seen him on screen. Crystal Skull being the the previous movie and I kind of said my piece with it. I didn't like that movie. I thought the plot was a bit far-fetched. It was an indie movie, so you had to watch it and, uh, you know, take yourself away from the trials and tribulations of life just to watch an iconic archaeologist in an action-based movie. I digress. I'm kind of already going down one of my famous tangents, folks, but uh, bear with me. We're going to get back on track, okay? So this movie came out this year and was directed by James Mangold. Not a director I'm familiar with, admittedly, but interesting to see another director's take on an indie story. Now, the introduction was quite cool for me. Before we go any further, I would like to wish you one of those all-important spoiler alerts. If you've not seen the movie yet, or you're intending to see the movie, please go, go and watch it, or come back and listen to my opinions on it. Because these are my own opinions, folks. This is not gospel. This is just what I thought of the movie. And hopefully... It will help you form your own opinion if you decide to go watch it. So, yeah, spoiler alert off the way. So the intro to me was cool, and it's largely because of the de-aging technology that's been used in Harrison Ford. 
obviously he's he's quite old now in comparison to when he first started out as Indiana Jones. But they've did some flashback scenes and it was great to see a younger version of Indy using this deep fake technology you see on, you know, TikTok videos and YouTube and so on. But it was nice to see a younger Indiana Jones in a, you know, a series of sequences that is depicted normally, you know, it's always Indy against someone trying to get some sort of treasure. Yes, the Nazis were involved. He's always after those Nazis all the time. There's a co constant rivalry between the Nazis and Indiana Jones, but it kind of flows through all the movies in a certain way. I love that this modern-day filmmaking technology was used to take us back to our kind of fandom of the early days of Indiana Jones. I mean, you have to give Harrison Ford credit for getting back into the costume, into the hat, using the whip, wearing the, the satchel, and trying to do these action moves, these stunt moves. As an older gentleman, and this is nothing to say anything bad about Harrison Ford, he's a very established actor and one of my favourite actors of all time. You've got to give him props for, for giving it another go. It's always a, a gamble, I suppose, when you leave a character for so long and you decide to get back into that character. Is it still worth it? Is the storytelling still compelling enough for you what, to want you to get back into the role? These are you know, reasons why actors who have become iconic for portraying a specific role sometimes question whether they should do it again. And I'm, I'm thinking back to when Harrison Ford reprised his role of Han Solo in the, um, the, the sequel sequels, Force Awakens and so on. I don't personally think it was needed, but... I am a Star Wars fan, just not of the, the follow-on trilogy. I mean, I'm not going to try and alienate any listeners here. I'm sorry if you're any hardcore Star Wars fans, but I didn't really care for the the later trilogy just because of what they did with the characters and the storytelling that they use. But everybody has an opinion. I say it's just nice to see him get back into the role. I mean, Indiana Jones is a really established, well-known character and one I've loved for most of my movie fan life. You know, the fact that he's making something... That, I guess, will be considered kind of dull, archaeology, fun, exciting. You know, I discussed this when I was on Silver Screen, is how, for me, the Indiana Jones movies kind of play off a bit like James Bond. You know, we have that kind of, we have the action sequences, we have, um, you know, sometimes a damsel in distress, we have cool car sequences or chase sequences or action or combat. You know, there's elements of espionage in there and sneaking about. It's, it's very Bond-like with archaeology as the main theme. There were some things in there, though, that kind of made me feel a bit nostalgic for the original movies, especially with the character of um, Jürgen Voller slash Dr. Smith, played by Matt Mickelson. When he was in some of the earlier scenes, again, flashbacks, using some of the de-aging technology, he was dressed up very similar to that of um, Ronald Lacey, who played, um, oh, what was his name? It was Arnold um, Ernst. Tote, is it? From Raiders of the Lost Ark. So they have that typical kind of leather jacket, the round glasses, the black hat. Very mysterious kind of Nazi doctor types. <laughs> it must be the generic kind of stereotype for playing an evil kind of Nazi villain. You've got to wear like leather and have glasses and a hat. I don't know. This is the theme going through, but it was cool that it kind of gave me that flashback kind of nostalgia and the memories of when I first watched Indiana Jones. Raiders of the Lost Ark is still up there. It's one of my favourite movies ever. As I say, it just made me feel a bit nostalgic and it kind of hooked me in. The storyline as we get through this movie is, it's questionable. However, grabbing me with that nostalgia and that kind of flashback scenes, it was it was compelling enough for me wanting to see where they were going to go on the journey and take us. As with any Indiana Jones movie, it's really action-packed. You know, we have lots of chase sequences. There's interesting characters to follow and, and see what they're up to kind of thing. There's a lot of use of CGI. It was expected. You know, this is a modern day filmmaking process. And I like that they've tried to use certain visuals that were like the old days. 
you know, vehicles that are being towed on a trailer with the cameras on them. Those days are gone. It's all green screens now, and you just pretend you're on a road or something like that. It was shown quite heavily here. There was a lot of CGI that was, in my opinion, folks, not the best. But I'm an indie fan. I'm going to see this through. I'm going to see where where he takes me on this particular adventure. Harrison Ford, you know, indie. In this movie, he is a lot older. He's a retiring professor, grey hairs. He can't move as well as he used to. And this shows in a lot of the sequences where he's faced up against a villain or a henchman. And while he's trying to throw punches, it's not connecting really well. But we're meant to believe that he's you know produced this amazing punch. Again, this is not me you know dissing Harrison Ford in any way. But Indy in this is a lot older, so he can't throw punches like he used to. He can't take a punch like he used to. And I think that really kind of makes it feel a more grounded movie and, dare I say, more believable because we all get old. You know, we can't do the things we used to do. So even people that we consider these iconic, heroic types that should never grow old do grow old and do start to suffer with ailments like the rest of us, you know. I mean, I know, personally speaking, my knees are killing me all the time and I'm constantly making noises when I reach down to pick something up. I don't know about you listeners, but I'm definitely getting to the older side of life, at least I feel like I am. <laughs> but there were some really cool bits in there. There was a scene when, if I can backtrack a bit, this whole plot of this movie, they're searching for an ancient artifact known as the Dial of Destiny, which is a piece of mechanics that ancient scientists, Archimedes, have come up with to essentially map his way through time. Now, like with any Indiana Jones movie, people are chasing after this artifact and the people are being killed for it. All to get their hands on this dialogue like and change the future, change the past. I think that was the main aim of the Nazis in this movie is they're trying to get this dial of destiny so they can rewrite time. Dare I say, have, have Germany become the rulers of the planet like was the original intention of during the war and so on. So they want to you know, change history and make it their way going into the future. So this has become a an Indiana Jones time travel movie. And I know... It's a it's a questionable plot, you know. In Crystal Skull, we were dealing with alien types from other dimensions. We would we've dealt with voodoo ritualistic sacrifices in Temple of Doom. We've dealt with the the laws and the teachings of Jesus and the Last Crusade and the Holy Grail. You know, they really grab people's interests. You know, we we can all argue: is the life on another planet? Is there is there such a thing as religion? You know, can you believe in voodoo? So many things that are possible, and yet you can't quite say it's not. And it's touched on in this because. Indiana Jones does say he doesn't believe in magic, but he's seen things he can't explain. Things like when he went through the Temple of Doom movie and he was subjected to voodoo and was put under its spell and, and went for it. You know, he's seen the Holy Grail and what it can do, the healing um, powers of it when it was used in the cave. I hate to talk about Crystal Skull, but the, the skeletal kind of framework of the aliens that were in it. And I know they're not technically aliens of another dimension, as they say, but it's aliens, folks, let's face it, it's aliens. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's archaeology, yes, but it's given a, a fictional, more exciting adventure type storyline to kind of please the fans, I guess. But the line he used with the whole not believing in magic, again, it takes me back to Star Wars when uh, Han Solo says it's all true, you know, the force, the dark side, all of it's true. He finally believes in the magical elements of the world that's around him, even though he can't fully explain it, he's accepting it. Yeah, it was just it was just nice to have yet another kind of Star Wars vibe coming from Harrison in this movie. I know he's playing Indiana Jones, but you know, you're always going to see a bit of Han Solo in him. Always. There's a bit as well, there's a reference to Temple of Doom again, when he's arguing, climbing up a uh, like a rock face, a wall, with the main female lead in this piece, played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, an established British actress who's playing Helena Shaw. And he does say to her, you've never drank the blood of Kari. 
and you know been taken over by her. So she's obviously gone through these experiences in life, but she's never done what Indiana Jones has had to go through. Again, she's an interesting character. I'd only seen her in a British comedy called Fleabag. Didn't really know much about her, but in this in this movie, she is the main lead, and she's a bit of a semi-criminal kind of vibe. So she's a bit bad, but she's also a bit good. She's kind of just trying to make ends meet. She's trying to steal artifacts to make money, you know, on the black market, you know, to pay off debts and and live a live a good life. You know, she wants to steal things, and and she becomes one of the people after this dial. But she's got history with Indiana Jones. During the initial stages, it's Indiana Jones and his, I guess, his artifact hunting partner Baz, who is um, Basil Shaw, played by Toby Jones. And during some key sequences back and forth, we discover that Indiana says to Baz that he will destroy the dial to protect it. You know, he'll destroy it, which doesn't happen. He stores it somewhere, hence people chasing after it. And this affects Helena because she believes that it's Indiana's fault that her father died due to going insane over where the style was and why it wasn't destroyed and so on. So there's a bit of a vendetta towards Indiana Jones. And while they're kind of at each other's throats, chasing after this artifact and trying to avoid each other and try and steal it from each other, you eventually get character kind of development. You know, you see the backstory of Helena, why she's doing what she's doing. You find out what happened to Indiana post-Crystal Skull, what happened between him and Marion. It would seem that they went their separate ways, things didn't work out after their son enlisted in the army. So he's essentially on his own. He has no one really to turn to. And this kind of plays out, you know, he's getting older. He's been sort of forced to retire from his professor job. He doesn't really have anyone to go home to. So he's got nothing really that's keeping him kind of excited and motivated and in a good place. So you get to see, or rather you get to hear bits of the backstory about Indiana, his personal life. It's not just hunting treasure. He's got some sadness in his life. It's nice that they kind of developed a bit of that backstory so that we could, I guess, understand a bit more about Indiana in his later years and what he was doing, where he was going. There was an interesting, although short role, from a certain Antonio Banderas who played a seafaring diver, friend of Indiana's, who um, who he asked for help to look for an artifact under the ocean. Nice to see a little cameo there. I didn't notice him. I didn't see him in the credits or the opening credits when it was initially started. But yeah, it was cool to see um, Indy and... Um, I say Indy, Harrison and Antonio on screen. Especially because I think the last time I seen them on screen together, I think was in one of the Expendables movies. And I could be wrong about that, but I'm sure they were both in it together. So yeah, interesting cameo. There's a good cast though. You know, you've got Phoebe Waller-Bridge, you've got Toby Jones, Harrison Ford, obviously, Mads Mikkelsen. And for me, he was, he's always made the most kind of fearsome Bond villain playing the chief in the Daniel Craig series of Bond movies. He's obviously done well playing Hannibal, He's been in Star Wars and, and so many other movies, Doctor Strange as well, for example. But in this, playing that kind of evil doctor for the Nazis, who's obsessed with finding this dial because he wants to change history. Again, it's the perseverance of the Nazis and Indiana Jones. They're constantly fighting each other. It seems to be constant one-upsmanship between the two of them, but I like that. I like that it plays out like it is a direct continuation from the likes of Last Crusade. It doesn't feel like much time has passed. Even though, you know, Indiana's old, he can't do as much as he can. And we are meant to believe that these are actually him doing these stunts, jumping off buildings, riding horses and so on. It's heavily CGI, but it's an exciting adventure. Another cameo, and I say cameo, but it's, it's a small part. He does reoccur a couple of times in the film. John Rhys-Davies as Salah, or Salah, I don't know how you pronounce it actually, but comes back and instantly I'm taken back to that scene in Last Crusade when they try to explain why Indiana's called Indiana. And his father, played by the late Sean Connery, explains that they named the dog Indiana. And what did you find, Junior? Junior? Dad? Please, what does it always mean? This, this Junior? That's his name. 
Henry Jones Jr. Like Indiana. We named the dog Indiana. Maybe go home now, please. The dog? <laughs> you are named after the dog? <laughs> Got a lot of fond memories of that dog. It just it just makes me laugh because it's a it's a constant memory of comedy in that movie. Um and again, a little back not to why he was called Indiana, a bit of the um the the backstory of his character. So it's it's cool. One thing that I did have a bit of a gripe with was that there's many chase sequences in, involving various vehicles and all these characters using them. Indiana Jones, uh, Helena, you know, uh, Mads Mikkelsen and so on. They're all jumping onto bikes and tuk-tuks in cars, planes and so on. And instantly just knowing perfectly how to ride them, how to maneuver them, how to steer them, how to escape with them, going up and down stairs in, in between corridors, alleyways and so on. It's like, does anyone not know how to drive this car? Does anybody not know how to ride this motorbike? Is it something to do with archaeology and the aspiring need to find artifacts that you must know how to ride a motorbike, you must know how to fly a plane. I don't know, I just I just feel like it, it's just something that they add into the job title. I don't know, I might, I might be analysing a bit too much there, folks, but it just seems like everybody in that world knows how to control any vehicle just by getting in it, even the kid in it. It's like a little nod to short round, I suppose. He can do anything, rides a tuk-tuk, drives a car, he can fly a plane even though he's never flown a plane before. Am I reading too much into it? It's meant to be a fun adventure. It doesn't matter how they can do these things, they just can. But it's cool. <laughs> as much as I'm saying that there are a lot of bad things, you know, the heavy use of CGI, the questionable stunt work, the sequences where old Indy's meant to be looking like he's throwing punches and escaping situations, he can barely run. But as I say, he's meant to be an old guy in this. He is an old guy in this, so it's taken a toll on his body. I think having the flashback scenes will really help to pad the story out and it kept us interested because it brought in key sequences and key characters from earlier on in Indy's life and where they are now. The thing with me, though, is the penultimate series of sequences when they acquire the dial and they are flying through this storm into the eye of the storm in the hope that they're going to come out at 1939 and change the course of history during the war. What actually happens is they've got their, their readings wrong. This is the uh, the Nazis who have, have taken the dial. They've got their readings wrong and they actually come out in something like the year 216 or something like that during the time of Archimedes. There's a huge war going on, but it's all like, you know, like Viking ships style boats and stuff and the Romans, not the uh, the typical you know tanks and Nazi warfare that we used to see. So they're coming out of this cloud on a plane and there's like bow and arrows being thrown at them. And you see Archimedes himself actually constructing this dial from its, you know, from its early stages. And suddenly there's a futuristic looking device flying past them. With it being a time travel based movie, you know, you, there are clues throughout it. You know, they see ancient crypts with propellers on a bird which wouldn't have happened they see a corpse with a watch on which again wouldn't make any sense because there was no watches back then but in a kind of strange twist you know kind of like any time travel movie the clues are there you see you know schmidt uh, mads mickelson's character putting a watch on not too far before his eventual demise so you kind of assume that that watch is found and it's left through time it to be found in a corpse later on it's interesting. Time travel movies have always been a bit hit and miss with me. There's, there's obviously the the go-tos, you know, your Bill and Ted, your Back to the Futures, your Time Cop and others. This one, although it touched on time travel, it was only slight. This was more of your typical Indiana Jones archaeological find, adventuring, hidden clues, hidden passageways, good characters turning bad, bad characters turning good, adventure with this kind of sci-fi twist. So we can allow it. It's still a fun ride. It's still a fun adventure, but there are some some negatives. You know, the sequ- the action sequences are a bit questionable, not believable. I know it's fiction, folks. I know it's a fictional movie, but 
you still want to feel like it could happen, I guess. It was just more of the nostalgic ride. You know, it was nice to see him get back in the suit, but ultimately, the movie itself wasn't that great. Again, in my opinion, obviously, make your own opinions up, folks. I would insist that you go and see the movie yourself and, um, and form your own opinions, but this is just what I thought. While I love Indiana Jones, this for me was not a great effort. I wouldn't say it's enough to scare me from the franchise, but I'd like to hope that there's no more to come. Now, I know during the ending sequence, there's a lovely reunion with Marion, Marion Ravenwood and Indy. And the only kind of closing sequence is you see a shot of the kind of balcony area of his apartment and his hat hung outside. And as the camera kind of pans in, close close picture towards his hat, you see him grab his hat. Now, does that mean he's just putting his hat away? Does that mean he's off on another adventure? Does that mean something's intrigued him? As there's lit a fire under him to be another adventurer going out. Who knows? I don't know what they're going to do. They may option another movie, but I think it's time to admit we're done with Indiana Jones. What about you folks? I mean, have you seen this movie? Have you an opinion of your own? What do you think of Indiana Jones now that he's, there? I say, past it? Is it good enough to watch? There'll be no ratings here, folks. I'm not going to give it some kind of like point out to 10 or 5 or anything like that. But I'd say that I've seen it. I don't intend to watch it again. For me, the original trilogy is enough, especially Last Crusade. That's probably my favourite Indiana Jones movie out of the law, largely because of Sean Connery. He's just a, you know, he was an amazing actor and fantastically cast as Henry, Henry Jones Sr. So yeah, Dial of Destiny, it's, it's an interesting one, but it's too far-fetched to be totally enjoyable. I'd say only see it if you're an indie purist, if you're a huge indie fan and you just want to see what Hollywood's done with it now. So, uh, yeah, go and see it, folks. Go and see what you think of it. And hopefully you'll enjoy it or not. Okay, so a little rant there about the movie. Good or bad. It's, um, like I say, form your own opinion, but I, I thought it was okay. okay I'll, I'll leave it at that. Not too bad an episode, really, folks. It's nice to come back. It's been... A long time, and I'm sorry for the wait you've had to go through. I'm sorry that I've had to take so long to get back behind the mic. I'm very grateful for your support. There's been so many comments coming through on the social media to keep me going, and um, I really appreciate it. With the socials in mind, you all know by now it's all at Davia Ten Minutes. You can get me on Facebook and Instagram, and I nearly said Twitter then, but it's X now, isn't it? You can get me on X. Yeah, so so reach out on the socials. Let me know what you think of the episodes. Let me know if you're enjoying the content. I am hopefully going to be back more regular now because I've had enough time away and I've missed you all. It's nice to to get back to you and chat again. All that means to say now is a few things. <laughs> I'm going to chew your ear a bit more. Please give my other podcasts a go. As I say, I earlier mentioned Movies Across the Pods with my good friend Frank, where we discuss films we've never seen. It's simply just Movies Across the Pods. Take a little listen, let us know what you think on there. And by all means, come back here. You know me by now, it's me, Davey A. And I just want to rant. I've always said, if you can give me 10 minutes, you're going to stay for longer. Please come back, let me know what you think. And I will speak to you soon. Take care of yourselves, yeah? Have a good one.